with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Tonight, we have an incredible show. Um, I have my friend Amy Powers from Lala Creative Co. She works in the fashion apparel industry, and I love having these kind of guests on the show because... Uh, this whole show is is I love to have, bring like tastemakers in that are actually letting their light shine in the world that are not caught up in the institution of the church and hiding from the world, but yet being filled with the Holy Spirit, faith, and being in the world because that's how we impact people mm-hmm. in in culture. And as you read through the Bible, um, you look at all the different people through the Bible. They were out in culture, impacting culture. Look at Jesus. He did go into the temple. He shared the word. He took the disciples, but he was out with the people. He was out with the multitudes. He was going through the city. Most of his ministry was just in the streets and culture. And this is why when I met you uh, probably like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, we were were down at your building down in uh, L.A. Um, We met you through Chanel, which we met Chanel through the Crave Kids that I had on the radio show not too long ago for listeners. You probably heard their uh, their show. They do EDM events. But um, Chanel's like, you got to come and meet my boss. She's epic. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know. No. Chanel's epic. Let's be real. Chanel is off Chanel's the hook. Chanel's epic, epic. So we, uh, so we went up there and you got a killer uh, a studio, warehouse, okay. building, um, creative center. Thank you. Uh, Lala. And um, when we just, you know, I sit down and talk to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and uh, when we met, um, when we all hung out, I just felt like we were just like uh, family, like same yeah. tribe. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I love it when I. That's what happened when I met Sunny from Pod and Head, <laughs> and you know we all we all kind of came together in a dinner table in, in Las Vegas um, before the movement started, and we all sat at this table, kind of basically the same concept of you, Brad, and, and Chanel, and all that's of us. crazy. We all came together. I knew Sunny from before, but Lacey from Flyleaf Head, and everyone. We all came together and we were sitting at this table just like that eating dinner at P.F. Chang's of Vegas. And literally, we just all started chopping it up. And it was that exact same Holy Spirit. That spirit was there. Uh, we were like like-minded. And the conversations just ripped. And when we left that table, we were like, like we're friends, going to be friends forever. And that's what I felt like when we left, you know, with all you guys. I keep looking at you back over I know. There. What are you doing? You can sit Come over on here. over here. Get over here. Get over here. <laughs> you can sit over here if you want. Chanel. She'll make her way. Okay. We'll get her in. Okay. We'll get her in. Uh, but... That's what I felt. And I was just like, you know what? We're all going to be friends for a long time. Um, but that day when all of you came out, I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is crazy. We have a million things to do. But s- we sat down. And I honestly, I it was it was probably one of my best days at the office. I mean, yeah, it just so. I felt such a connection. There was so much honesty. Listening to all the testimonies around. Um, it was transparent, like, huh? David. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. I, and, yeah. you know. Tears were even shed. I'm like, oh my God, I'm crying in front of these people I just <laughs> met. Like, what's happening here? Um, that's power of the Lord. Yeah. yeah, he works through us every single day. Um, I'm a huge believer. You know, mm-hmm. I may not every single day walk around and go, Lord, Lord, God, God, mm-hmm. but he works through me in the most powerful ways. And uh, well, Jesus is in the business of getting ordinary people and doing extraordinary yeah. things. He's not looking for the perfect people. Yeah. You know, my life verse is 2 Chronicles 16, 9. The eyes of the Lord search through the earth to strengthen whose hearts that are fully committed. Yep. Doesn't say he's looking for the perfect uh, Christian. Yeah. He's not looking at the guy that goes to church every single week. We go to church to get disciple listeners. This is why we go. But I'm yeah. saying, he, my point is he just uses ordinary people 
that if their hearts are fully committed, like after yeah. talking to you, I know you're, dude, you're for God. <laughs> so for God. I'm in. And then God does it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. be encouraged, people. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, when you, uh, when you're grow- when you were growing up, wow. I mean, you've, you've done a lot of amazing things, and this story is going to get really incredible of the, of the success and things you've done. It's going to be highs and lows, yeah. just like life. Yeah. But where did it all start to even want to get in fashion? Because right now on social media, yeah. everyone's putting their Instagram up, and they're starting a brand. People want to start yeah. brands, yeah. but not everyone makes it. Not everyone makes it. Um, you know, I can say 100% I have been blessed every step of the way. Um, I think when I was young, you know, you were always looking for what do I want to be? What do I want to be? Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a supermodel. Oh my gosh, my entire room was covered. I would rip out pages of Vogue, Cosmopolitan, and my entire room was a wallpaper mm-hmm. of supermodels. Right. I had Paulina Porcikova, Cindy Crawford, Andy McDowell, Linda Evangelista. They were it for me. And, um, you know, my best friend's mom called my mom my best friend and I to a table and said, Carol, what are you doing? You've got these two little kids at home and you have another daughter, Julie, but your daughter, Amy, she needs to be a model. She needs to be a model. And my mom's like, okay, whatever. She can't even get good grades in high school. Okay, that might be her calling. Um, So my mom listened and when I graduated high school, unlike, you know, kids, you know, everybody was running off to college. I didn't have the same opportunities that every other kid did, but I wanted to be a model. So in Columbus, Ohio, they have a place called John Robert Powers. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a modeling school. And so after I graduated, my mom's like, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go to John Robert Powers. That might be my only way of getting out of Columbus, Ohio. So I got a question for you. So you you grew up uh, maybe like uh, like middle class, yeah. Like not not, um, not a lot of middle class opportunity. Not at all. Um, I grew up middle class. Mm-hmm. You know, my father worked for the Cincinnati Enquirer. Mm-hmm. My mom was always in the medical field. My mom, mm-hmm. brilliant, but you know, she had. I think her and my dad actually had us out of wedlock. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know the wedding date. It happens. Uh, it happens. <laughs> and you know, Catholic yeah. families both sides. My yeah. father family of 12, my mom, um, five, and my grandmother, my Aunt Annie, my Uncle Donald lived next door to us in Cincinnati, Ohio, and then we lived in a duplex upstairs, and um, I really was, you know, my mom worked nine to five. She was a hustler. Yeah. I wore my little scarf because I always remember my mom. She'd right. always go to work in a little suit with a little scarf and long, dark hair. And, you know, truly, you know, when I was young, my mom was it for me. She walked on water. Um, she worked really hard for mm-hmm. my sister and I. There were only two of us at the time. So you, you were basically looking at this opportunity like, okay, so for me to get out of here. Yeah. I can't do it with college because I don't have the opportunity to go to college. I got it. So this was this was this the way. This is it. So you know, that's that, inspiring. I took my gifts. You know, my dad gave me the height. He was six four. Um, my mom, you know, it, I took the combination. I just wanted to model. So I took the opportunity. Went and um, you know, when I graduated, worked at John Robert Powers, and I didn't get a modeling contract, but they asked me to work there. They're like, wow, you know, I, I love to sell. So they were like, will you be a salesperson for us? And I'm like, sure, why not? It's a job. Yeah. Um, so I worked there for a couple of months and all of a sudden there was a call that was passed to me because as a salesperson, the receptionist would answer. The phone call comes through and she passed me this phone call. So I took the call and on the other line, was this boy named Tommy, Tommy Genovese. I brought him in for a meeting, a sales pitch, Mm -hmm. and this guy walks in the door and I'm like, hey. (laughs) He's like, hey. So I looked at him, I'm like, oh my God, he looks like John Bon Jovi. 
<laughs> He's so cute. So um, I interview him, sell him a class, because that's what you do. They had acting classes and modeling classes. And I sold him the class. He leaves. Lo and behold, I'll cut the story short. Three months later, he comes back to the class, and that is my husband today. So crazy. the phone call was passed. I take the call. I bring him in. I sell him the class. The day that he leaves to from the class was the day that he was driving to his grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. And here we are 32 years later, and we're still together. That is um, so that was the first blessing. Yes. And so I modeled. I resigned from John Robert Powers. And so what I did is I just modeled around mm -hmm. Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. The Limited was there, and so The Limited was a powerhouse. Okay, um, what, what is The Limited? The Limited, there's Express. Anybody who's in the retail, mm -hmm. wholesale industry, Limited back in the 90s mm -hmm. was probably one of the biggest retail you know, organizations okay, out there. It. They okay. were powerful, super okay. powerful. Um, so I didn't become a supermodel, but what I did do is I met my husband, yep. and from there I just modeled around Columbus, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, and I made a way. But I joined the Limited as a fit model, and from there on out, I mean, it just put me into the fashion industry. You really needed to have a four-year degree to even be considered how to work there. And from that point on, um, I got I was a fit model, and then I just grew within the organization. And I've I've actually seen that before, where a lot of people they'll start working at different companies, skate companies or whatever. They're not yeah. qualified, but they start kind of working their way up. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my friends. Yeah. And then also next, you know, they become the owners of companies. Yeah. Yeah. You you have to be a hustler. I mean, I hustler, think yes. you have to. I you know I use that word. It yeah, you know it's true. I at the limited what I did is you know as a model you know my dad told me that my, even Tommy like my husband of today he's like you know what you got to find your way you got to work hard whatever they ask you to do you know you do it you have to find your way. I was really really lucky because I had a lot of wonderful people that I worked with who mm -hmm. gave me opportunities and as a model you sit there you have a lot of downtime but in the downtime I was constantly walking up to people can I help you with this can I do this is there something because everybody's busy yeah, and I'm thinking yeah. oh my god they're paying me money I don't want to just sit here yeah. and file my nails look at a magazine I yeah. took the opportunity to just go out and start meeting people so here I was 18 19 years old just hustling yep. um, I'd go on different job interviews because as a model you had to go on go sees you had to meet people you had to audition I remember going to this one production company and I was 18 and they're like you don't have enough experience and I just looked them straight in the eye and I said how's a girl to get experience if you don't give her a chance <laughs> from that moment on they booked me I Dude, got a job every day. I was amazing. like, you know what? You you need chances, and I think yeah. that's yep. you know I think my learning lesson in life is I didn't have a normal course, you know, but I never ever ever took a moment to stand back and say, "Poor is me." I didn't have the opportunity mm -hmm. to go to college, but yeah. I looked at all the gifts I was giving and I used them. Every person I meet, I use that relationship not to just use it, but to take it and you know make something good from it you have you meet all these wonderful people in life make the connection it's well, it's you, important you uh jesus says you know be faithful in the small things and it'll yeah. make you greater in the bigger things yeah. it's like he gives you a little yeah and i think a lot of people don't take advantage of of those kind of things as, as god see god always opens these doors for us and it might not be exactly what you were thinking at the beginning of you know you want to be a supermodel but god starts to open these doors and this goes for anyone's life he opens these little doors and if you're faithful to, to to take that opportunity and make the most of it, yeah. then he trusts you and he goes, okay, I'm going to give you something. I'm going to give you the next level. I'm going to give you something bigger. Yeah. But a lot of people, for some reason, just they just think like, okay, I want to be this, so I need to get hired to do this. Yeah. 
But you gotta you gotta be a hustler. You, you gotta to hustler. work hard. You gotta have passion. Yep. You have to have drive. And you start at the bottom a lot of the times. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. And it, and that's okay. That's yeah. good. Yeah. You know. And sometimes you move forward, and then you have to take a couple of steps backwards. You know, you, you could be on this amazing trajectory, and then boom. It just changes on a dime. But what do you do? Sit there and cry? You have to yeah. get up, pivot, and just keep going. But, exactly. you know, I think the things that I learned in life and why it was... Um, Wait, were you, were you a Christian at this time? Um, no. I, oh, my gosh. I grew up Catholic. Oh, you're good I went Catholic. To a Catholic. I went to a Catholic school my entire life. I literally, from the moment, like, I was in church a couple of times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, going to a Catholic school, you had to go to church on Wednesday. You went to church on Sunday. Because being basically next door to my grandmother, she was such a faith Faithful, mm. faithful woman. So I was in church, oh my gosh, twice a week growing so, up. So was it like, okay, so my wife, she also yeah. grew up uh, Catholic, going, yeah. going to school and all this stuff. And she she always loved God. She yeah. never had a problem with God. Yeah. But she never made that connection with like being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like no one ever told her yeah. uh, about being filled with the Holy Spirit. So she was, she loved God. She had no problem with God. Mm. She wanted God, listened to worship. But then when I met her, I introduced her to what the Holy Spirit. And then she got filled and she was like, Wow, no one ever told me about that. Yeah. Was there a moment when you... God. Was this later on in the story? When, yeah. yeah. Well, I would have to say, you know, one of the biggest... I, I, so, always grew up in, you know, always knew about God. I mean, went yeah. to Catholic school, always, always, always. Yeah. You know, I have to tell you, I, you know, and Chanel and I were talking a little bit about this, because I was like, what is this, you know, come coming to talk to Ryan, and, yeah. you know, what's our conversation going to be like? I was trying to prepare myself, but you can't prepare to come you, and talk to you. No. You can't. And, I, like, I don't want to prepare. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know... I would have to say, you know, finding the Lord for me was my husband. And there's no question. I remember walking through the door when we went on our first date and I walked in and I turned around. There was a cross on the wall. And I, this is it. This is him. Because just all stars align. And I yep. would say he is the person that really put God at the forefront of our lives. Dude, I mean, that's he awesome. constantly read the Bible. He constantly, you know, walked in faith. What's happening? Long like, hair? <laughs> oh, totally. Long hair. Actually, he had short hair. And then when I saw a picture of him, he had longer hair. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Tommy, grow your hair out. His mom, God rest her fault, was probably like, oh, I'm going to kill you, Amy. But I love the long hair. I mean, it was the 80s. Yeah. Who didn't love long hair? And we still love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I would have to say it was him, you know. And in terms of just saying, you know, Lord, you're here for me. I mean, I think many a many times I was just like, you know, you're it. And, you know, like anybody, you struggle, you waver, you know, it it happens, it's real. And I think what I love so much about what you're doing is we're human. We all do waver. You know, we question God. We, you know, Tommy wrote this book. It was called Glitter off the water and I love it and I love it so much and he wrote it and he didn't publish it but what I love about it it's all about the challenges that you face every single day mm-hmm. um, with God something a person dies you know you don't get the job you have just a bad just bad and we are yeah. like God why did you do that to me why why yeah, exactly. and you know you question things mm-hmm. and so this story was about this whole entire question and answering session between him and God beautiful and it's like you know that's that's just life we all go through it and we question it so for me Tommy was the one who introduced me to just having complete faith and then he came in and and, and that's kind of that that is the job of the man to come in and, yeah. and lead lead the way yeah and, and teach the, the woman I mean the, the man was there God brought the woman to uh to the man and then he he leads so because you know a lot of you know when you when you really look at um like I, I meet with a lot of different um people or counsel with people and yeah. stuff and, and 
when you don't have a guy that's leading, yeah. the, the girls, they want the guy to lead. Yeah. They want they want the leadership, not to yeah. rule over you or yeah. anything like that. Well, yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in all that stuff. But to lead, as in if you, like Christ says, you love, if you love your wife, she'll love you the same as, yeah. as Christ. And, yeah. and through that love relationship, you're able to lead and guide without like ruling over anyone. And the woman, you know, they, they, they want that in, yeah. in their life. Yeah, I love it. I, um, you know, and you know, I needed it because, you know, when I was young growing up, um, my father, you know, wasn't always there. He worked and he wasn't always completely present. So I felt like, you know, when I met Tommy, I, I you know, I, I was telling Chanel, Chanel, I tell you everything. Um, I tell her everything. We Like, I remember when I met him, just crying and praying to God, like, God, God, put this, like, please, I'm looking for this man. I'm looking for someone to yeah. just, like, fully love me. Yeah. And poof, he, mm -hmm. he made the phone call. It happened. Yep. It happened. Yeah. And I think what's kind of interesting, you know, you say. I, I, you know, I want to pull up. Yeah. I want to pull up something from that because, uh, you know, there's like a lot of uh, women or even men that are looking for that, that Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. <laughs> You were praying to God. Yeah. You were like, God, God, bring yeah. me. And you know what? Asking you will receive. Seeking you will find. Knocking the door will be yeah. over. We got to keep asking. Uh, and it doesn't, it doesn't just happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And you know what I've realized too is as you're waiting, God takes you takes you through life situations. Yeah. Like He's preparing. He was preparing you this whole journey for this moment when you were going to meet your husband. But also He's preparing him. Yeah. For this moment, like you have to go through the, your stuff totally. before God align brings you guys together right because like my wife when i met her she like if i would have met her like years before i met her actually nine years before wow and we were like so far apart it would have never happened <laughs> and then nine years later we meet and it was like boom wow but back then never would have happened yeah it's 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 all it's all you know it's funny that you say that because i think the same thing i'm like what if we would have met in high school he would have probably been like no. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Ha <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's all in God's timing, but yeah. that's why you got to pray for that person now. Yeah. Be like, God, get her through whatever she has to get through, prepare her, prepare totally. me, get yeah. me ready. Yeah. So when we get together, it's go time. And yeah. then, you know, obviously when you get married, it's just on and cracking. Oh my there. God, it's go time yeah. all the time. Oh my gosh, and you know, having yeah. kids, this, that. I'm like, hey, are you my husband over there? Yeah, you're, you're him. Like, the, it, it you go, wild, it, you get, it gets wild, but it's the best kind of wild. It is. It it's is. the best kind of wild yep. for sure. But what was the next step from there? Oh my goodness. So you're, you're, you're working, you decide to leave the company? Well, so, um, okay, interesting. So Tommy, by trade he was a screenwriter okay oh, yeah. that you know he went to he went to Ohio State to be a screenwriter I'm like how'd that happen so he's a film and photography um but so we met we dated he finished out college you know I was very fortunate um as a fit model the limited changed their size their specs so um what we were looking at each other saying like let's move to California so we were I think we we're like 23 and 25 so um the limited looked at me I was a fit model there and they said hey we're changing our sizes you're no longer the right fit. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Okay, so, but we want to give you an opportunity. We want to put you as a production assistant. So they offered me a great job because yeah. I hustled, yeah, okay? Exactly. Hustled. There were girls who were at Ohio State all over fashion schools. And, oh, my gosh, if they're hearing me now, they're like, that Amy Powers. <clears throat> um, but they brought me They brought me on board. Um, they offered me a job. So we took a week off, and I went on a vacation with Tommy, and we came to California because his goal was, I want to be in California. I want to be a screenwriter. Yeah. Make Just like I want to be a yeah. supermodel, I yeah. want to make movies. So yeah. we came out here, and because it was a subjective industry, I went around interviewing to be a fit model, 
with all of these different companies. And because I worked for the Limited and the Limited was so powerful, everybody gave me interviews because they were Amazing. like, oh my God, she's the ticket into the Limited. Got it. So I was offered a position with a company and this is what's amazing about Tommy. You know, he's like, you know what? I know that we need to be in California. I want to be there. Um, he said, but look, you've got a great offer from the Limited to work there full time and go on a career trajectory. And fit modeling is only going to last so long. He said, it's like a free education for you. And, you know, back then, you know, it, it the Limited was movers and shakers. They were doing things so differently. So he's like, Amy, he goes, honestly, Thank you for wanting to move to California. He goes, but I think you should go back and work for the Limited. So he humbled himself and said, take this job. Again, sometimes you have to take two steps backwards yeah, to go yeah. two steps forward. Yep. So we and went. Sometimes that doesn't even make sense because you're like, I'm here. Yeah. Why would I go back? Yeah. I took a salary cut. I took everything to go back, but I didn't have a college degree. And the department that they were putting me into was phenomenal. I had an amazing mentor. She was a powerhouse. Um, and I, her name was Claire Watts. You talk about just a phenomenal woman, just so brilliant, so organized. I mean, I worked with many people at The Limited who were great. Mm. Um, and I went back, we went back to Columbus and I stayed on that trajectory and just got tons of great experience. And, you know, I always had a bug inside of me. I always was entrepreneurial. Mm. I remember as a kid, I wanted the canopy bedroom set. I wanted to have this amazing bedroom. We didn't have a ton of mom money. And yeah. my mom back then was the hustler. And she said, Amy, if you want that bedroom set, you're going to work for it. I'm like, mom, I'm 10 years old. How am I going to work? <laughs> Start mowing the lawn. I'm yeah, sorry. exactly. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, go break my nails. Um, so she's like, you know what? You you have to you have to work. Yeah. So back then there were paper routes for kids out there who don't know what a paper route are. <laughs> there you go. You have the internet now. We had to deliver papers. Newspapers on bikes. And newspapers on bikes. Well, we had 70 papers that we had to deliver. But you know what? My sister and I both went out and we delivered papers. And I learned the art of making, so awesome. mucking, making money. My I wife did. would love you. Uh -huh. I'd like to meet her. I can't you're, wait. You're, you're, you're going to meet her. That's, <laughs> well, that's the way my, my wife is. Uh, She's did, like, we get, you got to work. We got to get it done. You, you know? have to. You, you do. Yeah. You, well, I want to meet your wife. You're meet her don't we're gonna let her have the baby exactly <laughs> <laughs> she's got priorities right now um but but no my mom she made us work so yeah. we worked we learned the value of a dollar we had to go and collect the payment from each door knocking on the door we got tips and you know what that's how you you learn so mm -hmm. um yeah so I learned the value of hustling value of working mm -hmm. and so from there I always was entrepreneur entrepreneur as I was saying yeah. and it gave me an idea of you know, I'm kind of an independent contractor. Yeah. So when I was at the Limited, they had... Wait, wait, what year was this at this point? You're going to make me date myself? What? No, Jesus! You are talking about the Limited. Oh, that's okay. I can say. I, let's just be clear. I'll tell everybody how old I am. Uh, I'm a 50-year-old, as I told you, going on 16. That's so right. So there we go. You are. And this I, is true. Like, I used to be insecure about it, but I'm like, honestly, I kind of love it because every single decade, I get more and more experience. So... You heard it. 50 going on 16. It happens. It's true. Um, so, gosh, back in the 70s. Like, who didn't love the 70s? So when I had the paper route, it was in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And you knocked on people's doors. You talked to people. You had conversations. Mm -hmm. But I always wanted to have 
a business, always. Yeah. Um, when I was 13, I look back at my eighth grade, you, what are you oh, going to yeah. be when you grow yeah. up? I'm like, I'm going to own a Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise. No way. Get out. <laughs> I'm like, who owns Kentucky Fried Chicken franchises? Must have been all those picnics that we had when we were kids. Like, Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> so, so clearly it was in me. Um, but you know what? I was in the limited. I, you know, I observe. There's so many wonderful people there. They're just a business. I, I guess that's the thing that, you know, when people are working every single day, like, you know, you're doing these jobs, you know, talk to people, meet people, network, yeah. see things, observe things. All great ideas come out of existing things. Like there's always a way to improve on things. And so at the limited there, we audited every single order that came in. And I would see all these sorting companies, goods would come into the warehouse and they would have a quality problem and you'd have to separate it out for sellable and non-sellable goods. And yep. they would be sent off to these sorting companies. And oh my gosh, it was an amazing business. I'm like, all these people are making good money doing these audits and you just have to be really organized and very clear and so when I was at the limited I resigned from there there were three of us and then two of us decided to basically go start a business and we started sorting and packaging unlimited incorporated way too long of a name way <laughs> way but I didn't like it we were in a warehouse like good business actually the girl who I went into business um, with she's still in business today it's pretty amazing no she can she condensed the name down she but did. you know yeah. it 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 again sponsored on a good idea, but it gave me like that entrepreneurial vibe. Yep. But we were in a warehouse. I'm like, I want to go back. I want to be in the retail environment. I miss product. I have to go back. So I went back, worked for Lane Bryant for a couple of years. Um, amazing organization. And then my husband got that bug and wanted to move out to California. He's right. like, we have to pursue screenwriting. Um, so that's where it all so, started. So what was it? Well, yeah. So what was that like? I mean, you pretty much you, it's you two together. You're packing up the car. Yeah. Just like the movies, packing up the car, just driving across. Um, or did you guys? Well, we got married. I think yeah. all of our parents would have probably killed us. So we got yeah. married in 96, um, did a destination wedding. He had the long hair, the little glasses. I had the short. We thought we were basically like guns and roses. I was Stephanie C. <laughs> Whatever. But then we did a destination yeah. wedding with all our family because we didn't want to spend a ton of money. I yeah. didn't want 250 people there who really didn't weddings want to be there. Weddings are crazy. They're crazy. Days. I got three daughters. I'm like, you're in you for these it. Big weddings. We're like, let's go destination wedding. Smart. Let's go to North Myrtle Beach. We took $5,000, did a destination wedding, took our immediate family with yep. us, the people that love us the yep. most, and that's who we wanted there. So we got married. Yep. Um, fast forward, the reason we came out to California is Where did you move in L.A.? Were you, were, you, were you like, were you in Hollywood? Were you uh, like in West Covina? No, we went to the Inland Empire. Empire. Okay. I.E. We yeah. loved it. We were 909ers. Now it's you, you split. Know, you know 909 starts right around, wait, I think this is 909 yeah. right here. It yeah, starts, it right starts it. here. It starts here. It starts right here. starts here. So we could officially say we're 909ers. But we um, came out here, so for him was screenwriting, so I was at the Lane Bryant. Um, I interviewed, I came out and interviewed with different companies. Um, I was really blessed. The last time I actually got this much time to talk with somebody yeah. was actually when I was interviewing for for Miller's Outpost. No um, so they hired me, cut it short, they hired me, and then we moved across the country. And when we came out here, the reason we moved out was him for screenwriting, but ironically, um, we he actually had an offer to do a rewrite on a script, okay? And the director wanted him to basically come out, and I was pregnant with McKenna. I didn't mm -hmm. even tell anybody about that, yeah. this story. Um, and we were being induced. I was going into the hospital to be induced, and he was offered the rewrite. And the director wanted to come out the day that McKenna was um, 
ready to come out. So he has an offer for a script yeah. and you're having a baby. And I'm having a baby. So that's the crossroads. And yeah. he passed on the script and then he looked at me and said, we got to move to California. And so four months later, I was basically interviewing out here in California, got hired by Anchor Blue. Mm -hmm. We moved out to California with a four month old. And, you know, Ed, our parents probably wanted to kill us, like kill us. I remember my mom standing in the driveway and she was probably like, oh my God, my first grandbaby and you're moving across yeah, the country. Pretty, yeah. 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 So um, that was probably hard. So, so as you're working for Miller's Outpost, where so where did it uh, where did you start getting that bug again to start your own company? Um, when I came out here and I saw all the domestic vendors, I was just like, just wow, yeah. it was interesting. So I worked with all these really great people, and you know, at the limited, everything was import. Everything was 100. Like limited really changed the course of how the manufacturing process went. Um, at the time when I started there, they worked with all the domestic vendors here in Los Angeles, and then just a myriad of different vendors all over the world, and they changed everything going vertical. You know, you go overseas, you produce, and ironically, when I came out to Miller's Outpost here in LA, people were doing domestic business. And I thought it was incredible. They were working with LA contractors. Mm -hmm. LA, I just, I thought it was amazing. I, yeah, it was just fantastic. And I remember having on order because I came out as a buyer and people were changing things. And I'm like, wait, no, it takes you, 90 yeah, days to get exactly. things. What are you Overseas. doing? And they're like, no, we can turn it in four weeks. I'm like, you can turn production in four weeks. How? What? So when I was at the limited, or excuse me, when I was at Miller's Outpost, it just blew my mind away that there was such an opportunity opportunity out here. So um, truthfully, why I got the bug is I was I was working there and we bought our first house and I looked at Tommy and I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I, I can't, <laughs> I got to make more money. California is so expensive. Yes. So, yeah, so expensive. So um, people were asking me, hey, would you ever sell? You know, so people were talking to me about it and then I ended up really getting the itch. So I jumped to the wholesale side of the business and I actually worked for companies the tough thing about the wholesale side of the business it can be brutal like when you work for the limited you work for a retailer it's very structured it's very corporate it's very organized you know very professional and when you jump to the wholesale side it's not as structured it's very loose and you know I, I work for some tough companies it can be really hard and you know people aren't very nice to people and you know they don't play by the rules more live with Ryan Reese coming up Is everything all right sure. call now one 888 6173 or post your questions using the hashtag live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say what do you do? Now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. business, it was a little unsettling for me, but I learned what not to do mm -hmm. versus what to do right. I you know, saw a lot of bad behavior. And so at that point, I thought to myself, you know what? I want to lead. I want to have my own company, you know, but I didn't have a lot of money. I mean... So I got a question yeah. with all that said. So now at this time, you're, you're talking to God and you're like, kid, I feel like led to go start my company. I got no money. There's no resources. You need money <laughs> to make money. Yeah. So what, where was it at that point in your life where how you just knew like you had a confirmation from God to just go? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, did you, did you have a piece or was it? So, you know, I worked for two companies yeah. and, you know, I learned the trade. Then um, transparently one company, um, they let me go. They fired me. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, God does that. He could, yeah. to get you out of things. Sometimes <gasps> he like. I had just bought our, like Tommy and I just bought our first hat, like nice house. We had two kids, four and six. I worked so hard for this person. Um, he, you know, 
I won't even get into the details, but he let me go. And I was in yeah. shock. I'm like, are you kidding me? But God does these, he allows these <sighs> things to happen sometimes that seem like they're storms. Yes. But what he's doing is he's just shifting you, he's just moving you. Oh, uh, well, he shifted me. He shifted <laughs> me. And, and it doesn't always feel good either. It, you know, it didn't feel good. There are a lot of, t it didn't feel good. I was like, but you know what? It was absolutely the best thing that could have happened to me. One and that's when you look back. Yeah. For people that are listening, you know, sometimes the God's doing things in your life and you don't understand. And you're like, it does, this does not make sense on paper. We just bought a house. We have kids. I'm making a living. Now God's going to shift me into a new area. But you don't even know. And then all of a sudden you look back in life and you go, you know what? That was the best thing that could best. even possible. Even though there was pain and, and it felt like a very stormy time. Yeah. I, I could tell you many situations of that, things that happened in my life. And I look back and go, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Oh man, it, it, it you know what? It was 100% the best because what it did is it forced me, you know, do your business plan, do you know, go out and meet people. So, um, I did a business plan. I went and met with, the, ironically, an accountant introduced me to a company who was looking to start a division. Okay, I had zero money, zero like just you know my savings, and so I walked in, I met with him, um, and he said, "Do you have a designer?" Because you always need to have a designer associated with you so I said no I don't have a designer and he said what are your relationships like I'm like well you know I know this person this person this person and um he decided to take a chance on me. He he just he liked my plan. He liked my thought process. He liked my experience. And you know, sitting in his shoes, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he has so much courage. I'm like, so it was faith on his part as well. Mm -hmm. But this so, is but this is the kind of door. See, why I'm so encouraged about this story? Yeah, is because this is the kind of doors that God opens. Yeah, it doesn't. Things don't make sense. Yeah. Why would this guy take a risk on you? Yeah. But God gave you because you're following God. He's give you. We get God's favor on our yeah. lives. Yeah. And things happen. And you're like. Why that do you just take a chance on me? <laughs> well, because it's God's favor. And this yeah. is why, yeah. this is why it's so important, you know, that I want to talk to the listeners is yeah. that as we have a relationship with God, as we're talking to God, he does the supernatural stuff in the natural realm. He does things that don't even make sense, doors that would never even open for you. Yeah. And he gives you favor, and he's the one that leads and guides you in every aspect of your life. This is why it's important to have this relationship with God. Yeah, it's so important. And I mean, and you know, it, it, he, he really, I can tell you 100%, everything that has happened to myself, my family, he has had his hand on us every step of the way. Oh, right. And, you know, I feel like, um, you know, not everybody's personalities are different, but yeah. I never get sad. I never get down. I get scared. I get nervous. I do. But I every day I pick myself up and I just try to just keep moving and keep positive because I always feel like people are watching me people you know I want to be an example yeah. I want I want to be that good person look there's enough negativity in this world and if I can be just a little light um, and help people see a different way that's what I want to do yeah. you know I, I'm still trying like I love I love what I do like love I'm not jaded I'm not sickness like cynical yeah. you know if there are people out there that you know want to know what the fashion industry is like it's not for everybody but I will tell you mm -hmm. it's absolutely an amazing industry it's like any job any industry it's what you make of it it's all in you know mm -hmm. who you are and what you want to be and what you want to promote and you know what God has definitely 
had his hand on us. You know, this man took a chance on me. I started a division flourish. Uh, division flourish. It was amazing. Great people. Um, you know, we built a wonderful company in four years. Um, I just wanted more. You know, I wanted more. I wanted to. You know, I was a managing partner. You know, I didn't put money in. So from that point on, I decided, what's the next step? So I resigned from the company. Um, and I said to myself, you know, I want to own something. I want to definitely put money in so I have a part of it. So I met um, two other gentlemen, and they ironically wanted to start a company. They had reached out to me through another acquaintance in the industry, and it just – it happen. So I actually, they they use the phrase, do you want to put skin in the game? And I was like, yeah. okay, well, uh, uh, okay, that's like, but that's what it, they were like. And I'm like, of course. So we went in as 50-50 partners and I started a company, Living Doll. And um, it wasn't moving quick enough to, for them to get the return that they were probably looking for. Right. And so I heard through the grapevine that they were going to sell their shares. And then instead, um, I'm like, well, I'll buy the shares. Let me buy it. So we actually worked out a wonderful deal. I bought, you know, they're a part of the business and then Living Doll continued on and, you know, I built a huge company. And what, what is Living Doll? Living Doll. For people like me that aren't um, So we were, so Living Doll was a brand. Um, we sold our label to a myriad of different retailers. We did domestic production, about 80% of our production we made in the U.S. when folks were down on it, taking everything overseas. overseas yeah. um, but, you know, the whole business model was test, react, distort, you know, get retailers inventory. Retailers can't carry a lot of inventory, especially with the internet, you oh, know, yeah. on the sidelines coming in. You know, my feeling was nobody has a crystal ball. Even with all the technology out there, yeah. you know, you can have the technology, but if you don't slow down and take the time and apply it and use it, what good is it? Yeah. So um, that was the model that I built. You know, we built it to a really good number, and I was approached about selling the company, and we saw kind of the retail headwinds coming in where, you know, you saw the bankruptcies on the horizon yes. and so forth. Um, so was this like 2008 and all we, that? Um, we, I actually started Living Doll in 2009 oh. after the crazy. Oh, I God. took a chance and said, again, That's right Lord, when everything crashed. It crashed, and I'm like, and I'm you started start a company. company. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Actually, the people were like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I... I've never doubted. I've never, I guess that's the thing is I've always had the faith and always believed it was possible. I never, I had such strength and support from my husband. I, mean, I didn't even talk about this. You know, when we moved out to California, my husband gave up, gave up screenwriting. He yeah. became a pioneer. The reason that all of this has happened and I had such faith is my husband decided to be a stay-at-home dad. Mm -hmm. So back in the 90s, my husband was a pioneer and he's like, in, in terms of leading, like how you were saying earlier, yeah. you know, a woman is looking for her man to lead. Yeah. You know what? He was a leader. Yeah. My husband was a dynamite leader. Yeah. And he took a step back mm -hmm. and said, I'm going to promote my wife, and she's going to be mm -hmm. the financial leader of the, mm -hmm. the household. So that, I had so much, mm -hmm. like, support yeah. underneath me to allow me to drive, you know, mm -hmm. starting a company. So back but, in. But even, like, <laughs> when, I, when I was 
just for the record, I'm talking about spiritual eating. Yeah, totally. That's that's the that's the ticket. That's, you're 100 that's, that's, that, right. That's the most important. Yeah, he is a spiritual leader. He's a spiritual leader. He's a spiritual leader. Yeah, and no he question. Is, and that's yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, you're 100 right. Um, so you know, I started the company, built it, and then I was approached about selling the company, and you know, transparently, the company wasn't in a good place. So mm-hmm. I ended up selling it, and every single retailer looked at me and they're like, "Why did you sell your company?" Oh my goodness you were so you had this domestic production model it really helped a lot of retailers in terms of getting product on their floor quickly instead of waiting 90 days to get product they could get it in four weeks and truly I could ship you know production twice as fast as you know two times before they got an import order in. so it was productive inventory on their floor and I don't believe in just selling I believe in listening to the customer and giving them what their customers asking for Um, so I sold the company I went and did a merger and acquisition Um, I basically had to take living doll and then two other companies and merge them together for the company that bought mine it was tough. Two years of really, you talk about God saying, we're going to give you a lesson, you know, a learning, a teaching, whatever. Let's talk about those. Yeah. Oh, I'll talk about them. Okay. Yeah, they're amazing. They're, they're amazing. Um, for two years, um, I basically had to, you know, the goal was to go in there and build an organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked for a leader who was really tough, um, a yeller, a screamer. Um, it was tough. And I had worked with a bunch of young people who back in the 80s and 90s, you know, it was different. The culture, you know, the way people managed, it was different, you know. in with what I would call the millennial generation, it's, again, just a different way of teaching and learning. And I really had to kind of stabilize. You know, I had to, you know, lay off a lot of people mm-hmm. because there were so, you're merging three companies. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I did basically, I probably had like... 250 people that had to take down to a team of about 30 people after it was all said and done. I had to set infrastructure in place. So I had to really set a timeline because everything was 100% overseas. Two of the companies mostly did domestic mine and another one. Um, so as you're laying people off, there's a lot of noise in the industry. There's a lot of talk. So I had to keep you know, a very professional point of view. Mm-hmm. I had to also keep the entire team motivated, motivated yeah. and confident and secure. You know, yeah. I had to, you know, it, it, it was... That- that a must real, have been gnarly. It, it, gnarly it, time. You know, it was. It was a really hard time. But I will tell you, you have to have takeaways. Like you, I learned a lot when I was there. Yep. Um, I had to stay confident. I had to stay positive. I had to stay secure with myself because my worry wasn't so much about the senior management. Mm. Um, it was more everybody that I worked with day to day because those were the people that were truly watching me. And I needed them to perform and because there were a lot of younger people in the industry I had to say to myself I may work with them someday or I may lead with them someday you know I had to be an example and you know it's funny is I will never compromise who I am as a person who I am as a believer I won't you know you have to pick and choose your lanes but I won't compromise because I think it's so important I won't compromise my character I won't compromise 
um, I just, I can't, that's not what I was put on the earth to do at all. And so, you know, going through this organization, um, I, you know, I had to structure it. I had to do all the things and I, I did it. Like I actually can say I did it and I met amazing people along the way. Um, you know, I have people that probably to this day, they don't like me. I can't worry about it. I have to just keep moving. Um, so at that organization, I met Chanel, I got to look over at her, um, you know, and it's interesting. So um, the day I met Chanel and really like I was a part of the hiring process and hired her. But it, I remember through all the crazy because we all saw the downturn of this organization. Um, she resigned. And the day that Chanel resigned from the organization was probably the most time I spent talking to her. And when she came into my office to resign, um, I just, I'm like, tell me about you. Like you're resigning, but I need to know about you. And she had all these wonderful ideas. Like she wanted to go to Africa and she wanted to start a community of teaching women how to sew and basically start a manufacturing process organization there and I was so moved by that I'm like here's this amazing designer and just all these wonderful thoughts were going through her mind and I was so sad that she was resigning from the company and that I didn't get an opportunity to really sit and slow down and talk to her and listen to her Um, but she was leaving because I think she saw the writing of the law of the company so fast forward the next I was one of the layoffs. So back in February of 2018, after I had sold my company, did the merger and acquisition, did all the hard work, you know, I, the human resource director who I loved, loved, he came to the door with a yellow envelope and I'm like, oh, it's my time. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? And he's like, oh, Amy. And he had the hardest time laying me off because he knew all that I had done within the organization. And then the CEO, who didn't, you know, come in and talk to me at first, CEO, I think was his title. He came in and he closed the door. It was probably that week. So I could have left that day, but um, I couldn't. I stayed there for two weeks because they not only laid me off, they laid off, you know, another 20 people. But I wanted to make sure I finished my job and everybody that was being laid off, I wanted to make sure that I was there during the process. I could have just like skated out and said, see ya, yeah. but I wouldn't. I'm like, you know what? It's my job. It's my duty. I want to be there for them. And that shows character. Yeah. 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 Um, but I asked the CEO when he came in, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, we talk so much. I go, what should I do? I'm like, you know, <laughs> what should I do? And he, he looked at me dead in the eyes. He goes, go start a company. And that's exactly what he said. He goes, you can do it. He goes, you can do it fully on your own. You don't need a partner. You don't need anything. Start a company. And I was like, wow, you just laid me off, and now you're telling me to go start a company. Incredible. So I took six months off. They gave me a severance package. Thank you. Um, But then I thought, you know what? What am I going to do? And people told me, go into the cosmetic industry. Go into a different industry because everybody hated the apparel retail industry. It was like in a downturn. took six months off. I listened to a ton of hip-hop music with my husband. We had amazing ideas. Like We're at our breakfast table. You were thinking about getting all gangster, huh? Total gangster. <laughs> let's, go take it. let's go take the world. Yeah, go take the world. You know that. Music's energy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know what? I decided that, you know, it's time. I want to start a you know, I want to start a company. It needs it. The retailers love it. They love the domestic business. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. I can do it. I have tons of relationships, but I, I, yep. I, I want to I wanna, I wanna do it. So, faith. We had a beautiful home in Palos Verdes, um, had a 401k. And this is where it gets really interesting. Here's where it happens. Yeah. 
what am I going to name the company? I'm like, we're a domestic manufacturer. Everybody's going direct to the consumer. Fine. But you know what? There's a world of retailers out there. I have a ton of relationships. It's really, at the end of the day, I want to be a great wholesaler for these amazing clients that are out there. And so... I looked at my husband and I said, I want us to do this on our own. We sold our home in Palos Verdes. That's, put, that's putting some skin in it, huh? Skin in the game. <laughs> <laughs> took our 401k. Dude, yeah, that's some. Skin in the game. Yeah, yeah. And, fully uh, committed. Fully committed. And I started and I named the company La La Land Creative Co. And my name, reason for naming the company La La Land and why I did Creative Co is because I didn't want to be just apparel dimensional. I want it to be a place of La La Land. When the world thinks of LA, they all, like when you're in Coachella, we're going to La La Land. Everybody uses yep. that as their buzz name. But I wanted a place where everybody could be creative. Everybody could be themselves. Everybody could be in their own La La Land. And that's why I named it that. So we basically took our life savings, sold our home in Palos Verdes, moved to San Pedro, um, and Chanel. Um, Which is also a believer. Is a God connected you guys. Connected us. She's so, a powerhouse as well. She's beyond powerhouse. Chanel actually, you know, I wanted some freelance work because it's, you know, our family's money. I didn't have a ton. So she did a freelance project. And then we ended up going out to dinner, talking. And then I just called her up and I'm like, hey, do you want to come and freelance for me? And she's like, sure. And I'm like, I need you about 20, 25 hours. Um, so she came and you know, she freelanced for me and uh, what it is today. We have um, amazing product and, you know, I'll talk about another person, um, Susanna Frosto. So she's my operations manager. And I have to tell you, this woman, so I've worked with her probably for nine years. She's a mother of three. Um, she has an amazing husband that supports her. And she actually was the first person that I hired. And I had talked to her. She had resigned from a company and she basically somewhat took the summer off with her family. She didn't even know 100% if I was going to start the company. But I had been talking to her because I knew I needed a strong person to support me to start this. And she basically waited for me to start this company. Didn't take another job. Just had faith that I was going to do this. And no she is she's the operations manager. Chanel, I didn't realize the impact you know, that I was having on her life. But I'm here today because of the impact that she has had on my life. And um, she told me she was gonna come in and disrupt my life. That's exactly what she said to me. She was yeah. I'm gonna disrupt your life. <laughs> and she's disrupting it in the most positive way. Um, I have a team, an amazing team, Michelle, who you got to meet at our dinner yeah. table. Also a believer, oh, amazing huge. graphic designer. Talented, like yeah. God just he he, so he put it all together. My production, everybody, everybody who's in the organization of La La Land, I have the best team in the industry, the best, and I'm confident. You know, I'm sure we all have weaknesses in our area, but you pull yeah. us all together, and we are here, and we're here for our clients. Like we, our our motto is um, customer service is our business, so we are here. It's not about in order; it's about. It like we want the order, but we're there to make their business better. Yeah. Um, you know, another great story, the great thing about our business of La La Land, um, just to say, I want to mention a company, um, which I think is ironic. I had a girl, Amanda Interval from Altered State. Altered State stands for good. They're a Christian based company. She actually reached out to me on LinkedIn, um, and we didn't even know they've become just an amazing client of ours. You know, Tilly's an amazing client of ours. And I have to tell you, my first appointment with Tilly's, there's a beautiful woman. Her name's Sonia Reed. Unbelievable. 
unbelievable believer. Um, kind of almost brings tears to my eyes because my first meeting with Tilly's after, you know, I got laid off at my job, took the chance to start the company, put my family, you know, basically at risk. I remember walking into my first meeting with Sonia and Christina at Tilly's and like, I started crying in the minute in the, the meeting, but they're a fabulous client, you know. We've got amazing retailers that we work with, and you know, every single one of them, you know, we give our heart to every one of them. You guys are the real deal. Yeah, and we make it all domestic. You know, with all this craziness that's going on, on out there, we are a domestic manufacturer. We're proud of it. We work hard. We hustle every day. Yep. I think there's so much great business to be done. Um, we ship product in two to four weeks when things are checking. The retailers, you know, we make mistakes like anybody. Yeah. I, have, I need an extension. Um, yeah. I don't like doing it, but we have a phenomenal company. Well, thank you for, for being on the show. Yeah. And uh, it's a faith journey. And yeah. this thing has encouraged me just to even hear it again. And there's a lot of people that are listening that are just like, what am I going to do with my life? I don't, I, I don't have the opportunity to go to college. I mean, this is a story of yeah. like the little engine that could. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, you didn't have opportunity that a lot of people had, but you hustled, you worked. Yeah. God was with you. He brought your husband in that process multiple kids two beautiful took you, girls took you from two girls two brought you girls. from the the right side to the left side to la yeah and um now you're doing amazing things and just how god is is blessing you and this is just the the beginning yeah thank you um do you have any last words of encouragement for uh listeners that are just um yeah yeah, I mean, just just let it rip. You know, I would say um, I run the business with three principles, always have um, relationships, reputation, and leverage. Number one, um, you know, God blesses you with these amazing relationships out there. You know, never take them for granted. Always keep them at the forefront because relationships, that's the connection out there, both personally and in business. Um, your reputation, that's all you have, you know, that's it. it that's it. That's yeah. it. You know, you're going to make mistakes, but that's okay. Um, just try to keep, uh, you know, great reputation out there. And then, you know, in anything, what's your leverage, you know, that's a part of business. I would say you always have to know what your, your value is. Um, but just, you know, love God, love your family. That's all you have. Um, find your place, find your purpose. Y'all have it. Um, two, two people I didn't mention, you know, our beautiful kids, McKenna and Massey. Um, amazing. That's it. Just everybody work hard. It's, it's, you know, it's real. God's real. Life's real. Mm -hmm. um, just find your purpose. So I have uh, one last question for you. Yeah. So how, any, any words of advice on how to navigate through working, working and home life with kids and all that? <laughs> Um, I don't think anyone has that figured you know, out. <laughs> no, yeah, I think Tommy and I are still figuring it out. No one does. You know, it's how to navigate that um, communication. Um, you know, if you're going to argue, you're going to fight, you're going to, it's all going to happen. But um, faith, you have a lot of faith. Um, love. Like, I truly think, you know, we take communication, love, all of that for granted. I mean, Tommy and I have two things, you know, when things get tough, you know, and I remember we had our tough years. He looked at me and he's like, we always have to remember why we fell in love. And, you know, it's funny. I remember the day I met him. I remember the, like, look in his eyes. And I never, no matter how old I am, I never forget it. And that, that's, that's the key to our success, communication. Don't go to bed mad. Like, work it out. Is There's aggressive. a Bible verse for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's foam in his mouth when he's really mad. I'm like, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's going to laugh yeah. when he hears it. Yeah. Um, you know, we love our kids. We're strong with our kids. We're disciplined. I've got McKenna at 21. She's in New York. She's working in an amazing company. She's 21, graduated from Stern. She's phenomenal. Um, and then I have Mazzy who just graduated high school. She actually just started with us. She's figuring out her way, but I'm really yeah. proud of the two women that Tommy and I have raised. And Tommy, he has been the strength at home. And I am that hustler who I know my place. And through our love together, you know, that's how you figure it out. And at work, never gossip, never stab anybody at the back. If they're mad, they might be having a bad day for something. It's not about you. You know, yeah. just mercy and grace. Mercy and grace. Mercy and well, grace. Well, I want to hang out with your husband one day. Yeah, you got to get him. So, Tommy, I'm coming for you. <laughs> get him. Get him. <laughs> He's Squidward, the greatest artist unknown. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. We got we to. And then I'm going to bring my wife uh, soon, once we have this kid. <laughs> Uh, and, oh, and, and we, we get the sleep deprivation under uh, a wrap. No, dude, we'll do it. We'll do it again. We'll catch up with you uh, later on and kind of see what things been going on, you yeah. know. And, and uh, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, I would do want to plug a couple things. Uh, download the Whosoever's app. You can get all the past radio shows uh, for three years. Uh, we have products on there that support our high school tours. We are touring around the world. We're going. Uh, we have uh, Australia back on the radar. We're going to Ecuador, Colombia, Peru. Argentina, Brazil, all of America, and we're praying uh, for the doors to open in Asia and Europe. So pray for us that God keeps opening doors and brings provision. I love you guys, and uh, next week we'll do it again. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese.